0: chapter forty six of carpenter's geographical reader asia by frank carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b asiatic turkey in palestine and mesopotamia our next journeys are to be devoted to the many curious countries of asiatic turkey including syria mesopotamia armenia and asia minor lying west of persia and north of arabia and bounded on the north and west by the black and mediterranean seas these countries comprise a territory more than ten times the size of the state of ohio and some parts of them are thickly populated they have altogether about sixteen million inhabitants including many different peoples and tribes there are turks arabs syrians greeks armenians and jews all of whom we shall see as we go on with our travels asiatic turkey is governed by the sultan who lives at constantinople in europe and who rules it through the governors and local officials the land is one of mountains and tablelands, with several valleys and plains of wonderful fertility it has some large rivers such as the euphrates and tigris which have been famous as far back as man can remember it was in the valleys of the tigris and euphrates known as mesopotamia that the ancient cities of nineveh and babylon stood and many men think that there was the place where the tower of babel was started Baghdad, of which we have read so much in the arabian nights stands on the tigris and in the western part of asiatic turkey are damascus and jerusalem and the lands of the bible if we should cross arabia by caravan to mesopotamia and visit Baghdad we should find that it is still a thriving city with bazaars much the same as when harun el rashid ruled there and did we go down the tigris and the euphrates we should travel through many rich irrigated farms including some of the largest date groves of the world the date palms number hundreds of thousands and they annually yield enough fruit to give every man woman and child in our country three pounds and leave some to spare the fruit is picked from the trees and packed up in bags or wooden boxes in which it is sent to bazora the port at the head of the persian gulf and from there to the united states to europe and indeed all over the world we shall find it much easier however to continue our journey northward through the red sea and the suez canal to port said on the mediterranean from where almost every night ships sail for jaffa in palestine the journey is a short one and when we awake in the morning we are at anchor in front of a ragged white and gray town built upon the rocks on the very edge of the sea we have trouble in landing for the water is rough but we finally get to the shore where we take the railroad train for jerusalem which lies about forty miles distant in the judean mountains the ride is delightful we first go through the orange groves for which jaffa is famous and then cross the flat plains of sharon where the philistines live we next climb the mountains passing over the country where samson was born and farther on see where little david had his fight with goliath the plains of sharon are fertile and the grass is as green as that of our country in june the sides of the roads and the borders of the fields are covered with great beds of poppies the flowers of which are as big as the palm of one's hand and as red as fresh blood in some places the farmers are ploughing they wear white gowns and turbans and use ploughs made of two sticks of wood fastened to a yoke which rests on the necks of the camels or donkeys the farmer holds the plough with one hand and carries a long goad or stick with the other with which he pokes up the beasts as they travel the furrows As we climb the hillsides we see many shepherds watching their flocks of white sheep and black goats and in some of the wheat fields see girls picking out the weeds known as tares it takes us about an hour to reach the country where the israelites lived and the road then winds in and out among rocky mountains we pass groves of olive trees and climbing ever higher and higher at last arrive at the little plateau upon which jerusalem stands We are now about 2500 feet above our starting place at Jaffa on the edge of the sea and in front of one of the most famous and interesting places of the whole world. Before we enter Jerusalem, let us take a bird's eye view of Palestine. We knew that it was a small country, but we did not realize how very small it is. On the average, Palestine is not more than 50 miles wide and it is just about 150 miles long were it level a high-power automobile could cross it in one hour and if the road ran lengthwise one might start at eight o'clock in the morning at dan which lies at the north in the foothills of the lebanon mountains and by noon he could be at beersheba at the extreme southern end and on the edge of arabia the country is so small that standing on the mount of olives outside jerusalem one can if the day be bright see the mediterranean on one side of him and the dead sea and the jordan on the other the land is for the most part a low mountainous range covered with limestone and much of it is so barren and rocky that it cannot be cultivated on the east is a deep valley in which lie the dead sea and the sea of galilee connected by the winding river jordan and on the west is a narrow coastal plain another plain or valley crosses the country from the lower end of the sea of galilee to the mediterranean the jerusalem of today is large it contains altogether eighty or ninety thousand people more than half of whom live inside a great wall which runs around most of the town skirting the edges of a little plateau the walls are of yellow limestone taken from the quarries near by they are beautifully made rising to the height of a four-story house on three sides of the plateau the ground slopes from the walls down into valleys at an angle so steep that it is almost impossible to climb up except on your hands and knees the fourth side of the city faces the plain we can see that a place so situated could be easily defended and that this was one of the reasons why the israelites chose this site for their capital but let us take a look at the city inside the walls the space is covered with box-like stone houses built one on top of the other in all sorts of shapes the houses are crowded along narrow streets which wind this way and that above them here and there rises the spire of a church and in one corner are about thirty-five acres where stands an immense building with a green dome of bronze that is the mosque of omar it is on the site of solomon's temple and under it scientists suppose the ruins of the temple to be in the center of jerusalem high above the mass of stone boxes may be seen another great dome it crowns the church of the holy sepulchre and is supposed to cover the spot where jesus was crucified it is there that pilgrims from many parts of the world come to worship and there is kept the marble tomb in which as the oriental christians believe the body of jesus was laid we are surprised at the meanness and squalor of jerusalem it is made up of narrow streets walled with houses more closely packed together than those of any other city of the world the buildings are swarming with people there are families of jews greeks and armenians each living in one room so small indeed that it would be thought hardly large enough for a bedroom in america many of the rooms have no windows and some are like vaulted caves and are lighted only at the front. Most of the buildings are walled, floored, and sealed with stone. Sometimes they are built around courts, upon which the rooms open, and in such cases the people often cook in the courts because there is no space left inside the house. The roofs of these Jerusalem houses are flat, and not a few of them are covered with grass. At night they form the loafing places of the families, and in the summer the people sleep there we see no chimneys the fuel most commonly used is charcoal which makes but little smoke but let us take a walk through the streets we shall find them quite as queer as the houses in some places they are like tunnels being roofed over by the second stories of the buildings and walled on each side by what seem to be long lines of vaulted caves these caves are shops or stores which open right out upon the street. They are not large enough for the customers to enter and hardly big enough for the turbaned merchant to turn around inside them. Indeed, it looks to us as though Jerusalem might have been made by the descendants of the cave-dwellers. This cave-like character prevails also in the villages of Palestine, many being cut out of the hills which form the back walls of the houses. What a variety of faces we see on the streets there are men here from all parts of the turkish empire there are pilgrims by the thousand from russia and greece and visitors from every country of christendom let us climb to the roof of one of the houses and look down on the crowd which passes below that dark-faced bearded man in a long brown and white gown with a yellow handkerchief covering his head is a bedouin we can see the black robe tied round the kerchief and he reminds us of the camel guards we had in arabia next to him is a shepherd from bethlehem in a coat of sheepskin below which a white gown falls to the feet he has his daughter with him and we see that her face is as fair and her features as regular as our own she wears a gown of red and green silk and has on a cap covered with rows of gold coins that cap contains her dowry and it shows how much money she will bring to her husband when married as we look little droves of donkeys laden with grain pass beneath us and men from the desert come in upon camels there are also many russian pilgrims on foot the men wear long coats and trousers and boots which come to the knees the women are clad in short gowns and high boots there are also armenians and greeks some of whom wear clothing like ours some have skull caps of red felt known as the fez and others wear turbans we see christians from abyssinia with faces like jet and men from northern europe with cheeks as fair as our own there are also many mohammedans but it is impossible to tell who they are for their dress does not indicate their religion there are some however whose faith we cannot mistake i refer to the jews they have olive-brown faces curved noses and their features are usually strong the men all wear beards and two long curls of hair one of which hangs down in front of each ear they wear cloth gowns or coats that come almost to the feet and many of them have caps bound round with a fur that sticks out like the quills of a mad porcupine the jewish women wear bright-colored dresses and shawls upon which flowers are embroidered or printed we can tell them also by their bare faces the mohammedan women being always veiled when they go out on the street leaving jerusalem we take horses and ride all day to the eastward over the hills to the valley of the jordan we descend into the valley and follow the course of the river to where it empties into the dead sea we are now on the shore of the lowest body of water on earth the dead sea lies thirteen hundred feet below the level of the ocean and it has no perceptible outlet its waters are far more salty than the ocean containing so much mineral matter that if you should boil down a tumbler full one-fourth of the contents would be found to be salt they are so heavy that when we go in for a swim we find that we cannot possibly sink we bob up and down like a cork and if we move our feet seem to be thrown to the surface the dead sea is not large its length is only forty-seven miles and its width not more than ten climbing back up to jerusalem we make our way northward through a hilly country into samaria and thence to galilee to visit nazareth where the boyhood of jesus was spent it is a little town in the mountains surrounded by green fields and beautiful flowers we enjoy ourselves a while there playing with the children who are noted for their beauty and then go on eastward to the sea of galilee we stop on the way to visit the spot where jesus is said to have preached the sermon on the mount and then have the fishermen take us out in their boats the water is now smooth and the scenery delightful we remain a day at tiberias and then cross the sea to the railroad on which we ride to damascus end of chapter forty six